can you track down Demetrius, the human time bomb? You are a crack operator for the Special Security Agency. Now the agency is counting on you to find the deadly Demetrius, a human time bomb who can explode with the force of an atomic blast. But before you start your search, you'll need an undercover identity. What should you be? If you decide to pose as a professional gambler, turn to page 74. If you pretend to be an art collector, turn to page 23. Think carefully, Demetrius is dangerous. He might shatter you into a thousand fiery pieces, unless you can outsmart him and save the world from disaster. What happens next in the story? It all depends on the choices you make. How does the story end? Only you can find out. And the best part is that you can keep reading and rereading until you've had not one, but many incredibly daring experiences. You're the star of the story. Choose from 21 possible endings. Choose Your Own Adventure, Book 46, The Deadly Shadow, by Richard Brightfield, illustrated by Don Heaton. Welcome to Incredibly Daring, a podcast where we read vintage Choose Your Own Adventure books to each other and make generally poor decisions. I'm Jeremy. I'm Jason. I'm Connie. This is another Paul Granger cover. <laughs> <laughs> yep, you can tell see, by the chin. See a yep. little bit of Dick Chin going on yep. there. Yeah. I mean, I, I know we haven't got to the story yet, but I'm concerned about our options of, of what we're going to be choosing to infiltrate this guy. <laughs> well, yeah, it's an art dealer versus a, this a professional gambler. Gambler. Kind of an X Men. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> X Men with the worst power. <laughs> sure. It seems like those undercover identity choices would be dependent upon the circumstances that you find yourself in. Mm-hmm. That that seems fair. So, like, like you don't think we're going to run into both of those on the same page as a choice? I well, I think that they, I I think that they're going to do it that way. Oh. But I think that under normal circumstances, yeah. you would adjust to the situation that you find yourself in, yes. not try and create the situation yourself. Right. Fair enough. Fair enough. But I have been I have been uh, excited to read this one because it's it sounds remarkably stupid. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it's going to be a lot. Of, I hope it's going to be a lot yeah, of fun. You know, did you see the amount of will, will control it took me to like not say things while you were reading the back cover? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so it looks like there's going to be some sort of a shuttle launch somewhere in the book. That would be interesting to get to. I'm not exactly sure what that's all about. Maybe we're launching him into space so he can explode out there. I don't know. I've, I, there, in the bottom, there's like some sort of a rock formation with some stuff on it. and uh, Lighthouse? I don't know what that is. I don't know what any of that is. What that plume of gnarly brown smoke is either. Yeah, it's like fire it's coming out of some sort of a hole. Yeah. Fire in the water. Brown smoke. That's why his eyes are all squinty. He's got smoke yeah. in his eyes. <laughs> yeah. It's also weird that for some reason they put him, they in put the a smoke. disembodied head within the smoke. Yeah. Warning, do not read this book straight through from beginning to end. These pages contain many different adventures you may have as you search for the mysterious Demetrius. From time to time as you read along, you will be asked to make a choice. Your choice may lead to success or disaster. The adventures you take are a result of your choice. You are responsible because you choose. After you make your choice, follow the instructions to see what happens to you next. Think carefully before you make a decision. Remember, Demetrius is extremely dangerous, and his shadow is deadly. Good luck. Not exactly sure why his shadow, his shadow is was deadly. deadly. 
Uh, another map. This is apparently a map of the whole world. <laughs> with just a handful of a handful of cities. I guess those are all the cities we'll yep, be exploring. Five most important cities. Yeah. <laughs> Hong Kong, Mexico City, Washington, D.C., Rio, Rio de Janeiro, and Paris. Paris. You are one of the top agents of the Special Security Agency, SSA. Thank you, you for adding the A. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you have just returned from a successfully completed mission in the Far East. It is the first night of a promised and well-deserved week of rest and relaxation when the phone rings at three in the morning. It is your boss, T. (laughs) As he is known in the department. He wants you to come to Washington right away. Yes, he knows that you are supposed to get a short vacation after each assignment, but this is an emergency. Wearily, you pull yourself out of bed and get dressed. It's still dark outside when you jump into a cab and head for the airport. After you can email the union. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Where you have your own small plane. That's handy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Dawn is just breaking over the Atlantic as you enter the landing platform of a military airport just outside of Washington, D.C. You jog across the field, attache case in hand, to a long, dark blue limousine waiting there for you. You jump in, and the limousine speeds off. T, a somber-looking man of 50 with a square face and longish nose, is in the back seat. Sorry to interrupt your vacation, T says, but this can't wait. The limo speeds across the bridge into downtown Washington and soon stops in front of a nondescript office building. A uniformed guard appears and opens a side door, smartly saluting as you and T enter. An elevator takes you down to a lower level and lets you out onto a platform that looks like a miniature subway. The two of you step into a small, bullet-shaped vehicle and sit down. This, says T, as the vehicle shoots forward, will take us to a subterranean command post specially built for this operation. So they had time to build this whole subway system leading to a command post just for this operation? Yeah. Maybe this operation has been ongoing for a long time. You don't know. Whatever. told you it was going to be stupid. (laughs) Half an hour later, you find yourself in a large underground room facing a wide, luminous world map. Dozens of red and green lights stand out on the map. Each one of those lights stands for a field operative searching for a man named Demetrius, T explains. You mean that one man is so important that you have a huge operation like this just looking for him, you ask? He's not important, T says. He's dangerous. And now you will be searching for him. Why is he so dangerous, you ask? Before I tell you that, says T, I must swear you to the highest secrecy. On our side, other than the two of us, only the president and several of our leading scientists know the full truth about Demetrius. What the Russians and the other countries know, I'm not sure, and they are not telling. What do we know, you ask? Well, we know that Demetrius was involved in a joint project of the Russian Psychic Research Center in Moscow and the Particle Physics Laboratory at Noginsk. He's a Russian spy? No, no, exclaims T. The Russians are as worried about him as we are. Worried that he'll do what? That he may explode, says T. Dun, dun, dun. With a sigh, sitting back down in his chair. Doesn't seem like a sigh sort of line. It's like a, seems like a dun, dun, dun sort yeah. of line. Yeah. Maybe he's just tired of doing this. <laughs> in my life. It's three in the morning. He's tired, too. Yeah. Explode, you repeat. Wondering if T has lost his mind. 
Yes, says T hoarsely, with the force of an atomic bomb. Are you sure you ask? That's what our scientists tell us, says T. The original experiment performed with Demetrius was to try and make him invisible. God. Apparently, it also turned him into a human bomb. And there's more. T pauses and looks around warily. Demetrius may also be able to travel back and forth in time. Because fuck Jeremy. <laughs> just fuck him. <sighs> T shows you the few pictures of Demetrius that he has. As shown in the photos, Demetrius is a short, thin man with sharp features. Now take a look at the map, T says. Each agent in the field carries a small transmitter that sends a signal relayed by satellite to this operations room, giving their position. If they find any trace of Demetrius, they press a button that changes their light on the map from green to red. Has anyone found Demetrius himself, you ask? Not so far, says T, but I'm depending on you to do just that. And remember, we just want to talk to Demetrius. We don't want to harm him in any way. It might set him off. Now let's decide on what undercover identity you'll assume on your search. For reasons that I'll explain later, I suggest a wealthy art collector or a professional gambler. No information for you. Mm-hmm. If you decide to assume the role of an art collector, turn to page 23. If you decide to assume the role of a professional gambler, turn to page 74. Well, we are Bond, so let's go gambling. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm down for the gambling. I'm just disappointed in the setup for it. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll find out later. <laughs> they better give us a freaking kick-ass car with some oil slick juice in it and stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Smoke screen. <laughs> a gambler? That's the life for me, you say. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, don't get carried away with it, says T. You'll have a fixed budget on the amount you can lose. And my winnings, you ask, smiling a bit. Your winnings, if any, you can keep, I suppose, says T. Well, he is just beat down. (laughs) But just remember, that's not why we're sending you. It's very important that we find Demetrius in time. In time for what, you ask? Apparently weren't paying attention, dumb shit. He can explode. (laughs) He can explode with the force of an atomic bomb. And travel in time. For some fucking reason. That's classified information for the moment, says T. You'll be told all about it when you find Demetrius. Right now you have a choice between starting your search in Hong Kong or Rio de Janeiro. If you decide to go to Hong Kong, turn to page 24. If you decide to go to Rio de Janeiro, turn to page 65. Rio. Yeah, I'm thinking Rio. I mean, Hong Kong sounds fun too. Yeah. But... You don't we, get the same Latin beat that you get we when were you go just, to Rio. You know and we were just in the Far East, so we That's need true. to go to a different city. That's true. Rio. It was her name, though. I don't know the lyrics of that song. That's, that's totally wrong. Yeah, I figured it was. <laughs> but anyway, early the next morning, you were on a jet gliding in low over the turquoise water of Guanabarabar Bay. Ringed with the pearl... <laughs> Nailed it! <laughs> <laughs> Ringed with the pearl white sands of Rio's famous beaches... Soon you are in the center of the modern, dazzling city that is Rio de Janeiro. River of January. Is that actually what it means? I guess, yeah. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Not that you haven't been here before. You have many times. Shrug. Just another thing that you (laughs) do. Well, we have our own private jet, so. Yep. You check into your favorite hotel not far from Copacabana Beach. There is a letter for you at the desk. It's from your SSA contact in Rio. A new one since you were here last. 
You are to meet your contact at the racetrack in an hour. You are waiting around the betting windows reviewing your code words when a slim, dark-haired woman asks, Do you know when the next race will start? I just arrived here myself, you answer, giving the first part of the prearranged code. In that case, she says, we should go and find out when it is to begin. We're really cribbing the hell out of the bonds with this horse racing already. Well, and, and our uh, contact name is T. Mm-hmm. See what kind of name they give this chick. Jugsy McGee. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's not terribly Jugsy. Oh. She's very demure. I, I've got nothing for that. <laughs> My name is Slim Titties. As you, <laughs> okay. as you walk, she introduces herself. My name is Isabel Alvorada. Ah, boo. Not even close. I just started at this a few weeks ago, she smiles. I see that you have your famous attache, attache case. <laughs> wow. It's a fucking famous attache case. So you are like Bond. Everyone knows who you are. Everyone so knows. Why everyone, even have a cover. Everyone knows all of our sweet gear that we carry around. I didn't realize it was so famous, you say. Oh, thank God. He didn't think so either. Just within the SSA, of course, she says. It was the first thing they told me about you. So apparently that makes it fucking famous. His name is you, and he has an attache case. Oh, that's awesome. This whole scene hurts. Hurts me deeply. Do you know much about this Demetrius? He is not so hard to find, Isabel replies, laughing. He is often in Rio. He is well known in certain circles. Gambling circles. I take it that Demetrius likes to bet on the races, you say. The races, Isabel repeats. Yes, sometimes. But he mostly bets on football. <laughs> it's actually spelled... Football. It is spelled the correct way. F-U-T-B-A. Football. Awesome. Ah, you mean soccer, you say. Yeah. In the States, our football is a completely different game. Call it soccer, damn it. Soccer, as you say, Isabel goes on. This Demetrius always knows who is going to win. Always. So he time travels. Yeah. At first, the gamblers... Spoiler. <laughs> At first, the gamblers bet against him until they learned their lesson. Now, one group of gamblers pays Demetrius large sums of money to predict who is going to win. Do you have any idea how Demetrius knows, you ask? T already told us that he time travels, but I have no idea. <laughs> Isabel leans close to you and whispers. Turn to page 46. Oh, okay. They say that Demetrius travels into the future, reads the newspapers, finds out who won, and then returns to the present, Isabel tells you. Do you really believe that, you ask? Well, strange things happen with this Demetrius, she says with a shrug. A few weeks back, a rival gang of gamblers ambushed him. They tried to shoot him, but Demetrius turned into some kind of shadow. A deadly shadow. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. And roll credits. <laughs> Bullets had no effect. And when one man tried to grab him, the gangster burst into flames. What is this guy's power set? Well, they said he was. they were trying to make him invisible, so maybe he can be, like, partially invisible. Okay, so he's partially invisible. He can, he can time travel. He can explode with the force of an atomic bomb, and people who try to touch him are set on fire. Because he's half-charged up. He's like the Fantastic Four. All yeah. rolled into All one. All rolled into one. Yeah. Excellent. This gang that pays Demetrius for information, you say, how do they contact him? From what I've been able to find out, Isabel says, they meet at the top of Sugarloaf Mountain. Which is apparently that a place. does not sound like a Rio de Janeiro type of name. No. Nope. I don't know exactly when. There's a foot, excuse me, soccer game this afternoon. Damn straight. They could be meeting today. 
a lot of gambling money is riding on this game. It is the the World Cup. (laughs) (laughs) Is one of the thes capitalized? No. Oh, Lord. It is the the World Cup. Okay. The biggest prize in soccer that everybody knows about. This shouldn't come as a surprise to us. I mean, we're kids. I, I, I never even paid attention to sports when I was that age. So, It is possible that Demetrius will show up at the stadium for the World Cup of Soccer, the biggest gambling event every four years or two years or whatever four the years. hell it is. Yeah. If you decide to look for Demetrius on the, the top of Sugarloaf Mountain... <laughs> Turn to page 69. If you decide to go to the, the stadium, turn to page 43. Stadium? Stadium. stadium. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we still have no plan for when we meet him, except for we're not supposed to kill him. I'm assuming we confront him, let him turn into a shadow, and let him kill us. Mm-hmm. And then our mission's done. Yeah. And then we can take our vacation. Yep. <laughs> you go alone... You go alone to the Macarena Stadium? Maracanya. Uh, I like Macarena better. Isabel is checking on some leads downtown. The stadium is packed, sold out. People are fighting to get in. The fans outside are in a state of near riot. You wonder if you'll be able to get into the game. Still, if Demetrius is here at all, he is as likely to be hanging around outside the stadium as inside. You search the crowd. Every once in a while, you spot someone who looks like Demetrius from a distance. But then... When you struggle through the crowd, it turns out to be somebody else. You're getting deeper and deeper into the throng. The crush is terrific. You can barely hold on to your attaché case. (laughs) Then someone near the base of the stadium wall shouts that there is a way open to the inside. There is a sudden mass rush in that direction. You are knocked to the ground. Thousands of hysterical fans stampede over you. Oh, good God. What a terrible way for an SSA agent to go. Trampled to death at a soccer game. Oh. The end. Wow. Um, so yeah, we want to go back to. You want to go to Sugarloaf Mountain? Go to, go to yeah. Okay, because you could go back to Hong Kong too. Yeah, I like I like you Sugarloaf. Could, uh, I, I want to continue this Rio. Could be an art dealer guy or whatever. De Janeiro adventure. They do have a Sugarloaf Mountain. Wow. Because it's in the shape of concentrated refined loaf sugar. Oh, that's on the cover. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. All right. Yeah. Well, that thing that we guess couldn't we, figure out what it was is Sugarloaf Mountain. Scale that guess thing. We, guess we should have gone there first because it was on, featured on the cover. Mm-hmm. Shame on us for not knowing our geography. Well, the fact that we decided not to go to Sugarloaf Mountain the first time anyway, that should be shame on us. Yeah. Fucking Sugarloaf Mountain. That's true. <laughs> it's probably more famous than our attache case. With Isabel, you head for Sugarloaf Mountain. A cable car is thrilling anywhere in the world. But the ride to the top of this mountain is something special. At the top, you and Isabel walk around the main viewing area, trying to blend in with the tourists. Romantic. The panorama is spectacular, with hundreds of soaring mountaintops casting their shadows across the sparkling bay. Gradually, you work your way into her bra. No, gradually, you work your way onto the side paths. (laughs) On one of the narrower paths, you notice a group of suspicious-looking men. Gangsters, you think. The group winds down the path. You and Isabel follow at a distance and watch a man step out of the trees and approach the group. Even at this distance, you recognize him. It's Demetrius. 
Demetrius and the gangsters are talking earnestly. Suddenly, a second group of men run toward the ones you are watching. Both groups pull out guns and start firing. Some topple to the ground. The bullets seem to have no effect on Demetrius. Demetrius simply walks through the gunfire, heading towards you and Isabel. Two of the gangsters stumble to their feet as Demetrius walks right past you. Demetrius, you shout, I have to talk to you. <laughs> look, I'm playing Atisha Case. Do you know who I am? <laughs> yeah. Demetrius takes one look at you and starts running towards the cable car station. Why? A car is loading and he jumps aboard, just as he is starting to fade. The other passengers run off screaming. You leave Isabel and manage to jump onto the car before the doors close. It's just you and Demetrius in the car. The car starts downhill. You're about to try to reason with him when the cable car comes to a jarring stop, suspended in space. You look back at the station. It has been taken over by the two gangsters. Seconds later, you see them running away from the station, and an ear-shattering explosion follows. The explosion severs the cable that your car is suspended from, and you begin falling downward. Behind you, Demetrius is rapidly fading. Then he is gone. Unfortunately, you can't fade. The cable car, with you in it, crashes into the mountainside many hundreds of feet below. The end. Wow. Both so of those Rio, are dead ends. So Rio was straight up just a death trap. Yep. We didn't get to gamble at all. No. Okay, so at this point, you guys can uh, go back and be an art collector, or you can go, you can continue being a gambler and go to Hong Kong. But you actually guys actually did go and wipe out the whole Rio de Janeiro yeah. storyline. Yeah. You want to do art dealer? Art dealer's probably going to go to France. Paris. My yeah. favorite place. Yeah. The role of an art collector, particularly a rich one, sounds good to me, you say. This time you're lucky, says T. No expense is being spared for this search. But I expect every penny to be accounted for when you turn in your final report. Don't worry about that, you say with a smile. Just give me my first destination. Let's see, mutters T to himself as he gazes at the map. There are red signals from both Paris and Mexico City where Demetrius has surfaced in connection with the art world. It seems that he is a bit of a collector himself. This Demetrius really gets around, you say. More than you can imagine, says T, but now you have your choice between these two places. And by the way, I suggest that you take your special attache case. You'll need every trick in it. Oh, there's shit in it, huh? Apparently. <laughs> you'd think they would have said something about it earlier to set it up. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the whole the whole uh, Bond meeting Q thing where he's like, Ooh, by the way, this pen and, will yeah. explode and blah, blah, blah. Here's a suicide pill because mm-hmm. you're going to need it. <laughs> this enema bag is filled with sleep gas. <laughs> <laughs> if you decide to go to Mexico City, turn to page 26. If you decide to go to Paris, turn to page 32. Can I go to Paris? I mean, yeah. I always go to Paris. I'm going to Paris in May. Yeah. <laughs> Might as well go to Paris. Might as well go to Paris. That evening, you're met at Orly Airport by a man who introduces him. Who- uh, Orly? We flew into Orly? <laughs> We flew into Orly. Not and, Charles de Gaulle. And we didn't get a Bond girl this time. Oh, okay. We got a Felix. Look, you don't, you don't really know what this I guy know, does. Bond swings time. both ways, too, sometimes, I'm pretty sure. You think? You're met at Orly Airport by a man who introduces himself as a local SSA agent. You've barely squeezed your attache case into his tiny sports car before he heads towards the center of the city. That sounds like a... That sounds like a euphemism. Yes, it does. <laughs> What's the evidence that Dimitri is in Paris, you ask? He was in Paris, says the agent, who does not get a name. I'm sure of it. But then he seemed to be all over the place, all at the same time. 
then he really can travel in time. That's just one of his talents. He can also make himself invisible. And when he disappears, dot, 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 the agent shakes his head. I don't even believe it. Anyway, Demetrius himself is only half the problem. The rest of the danger comes from everyone else involved. You mean the Russians, you say? The KGB, the Paris criminal underworld, a band of Chinese assassins, and assorted terrorist groups, to name a few, are out scouting for any trace of Demetrius. Well, if Demetrius can actually make himself invisible, there's no telling what he can do, except make himself invisible. <laughs> are you sure that he... Let me take you to a, the Louvre Museum, says the agent. The curator is working late tonight. I want you to hear his story for yourself. I'm pretty tired. Why don't you let me get a good night's sleep, and we'll go see this guy first thing in the morning. Actually, you want to contact your own private source of information in Paris before you talk to anyone else. But every minute counts, says the agent. If you decide to go straight to the hotel, turn to page 44. If you decide to go to see the curator, turn to page 57. I don't know. What do you think? I don't trust the French, even though I'm like <laughs> half French. <laughs> so maybe the hotel. Go go check into the hotel and check out our resources and all that. Yeah. Maybe that'll be... Maybe we'll get more information. Since this is the safer route, maybe we won't die on the very next page. One could hope. Just drop me off at the hotel and we'll talk in the morning, you tell the agent. At the hotel, a bellhop takes your bags to your luxury penthouse suite. Nice. Big bathroom. You are careful to carry your attache case yourself. It contains your most important spying devices. Oh, okay. You step outside onto your terrace. Down below is the wide sweep of the Champs-Élysées. Do you know how to Champs-Élysées? Champs-Élysées. The most elegant boulevard in Paris. Where the big Sephora is. I don't know what that is either. <laughs> I didn't know Sephora was a it's huge French there. thing. It's huge. To one side, the Eiffel Tower rises in all its splendor. And in the other direction, the city climbs up a hillside to the floodlit brilliance of the Church of the Sacre Sacré-Cœur. You go back to your suite, open your attache case, and take out the telephone scrambler. <laughs> oh, yay! That's our most important That's... thing in there, I bet. It converts any conversation into a meaningless jumble of sounds unless someone has a similar device to unscramble the message at the other end. Hmm, okay. I'm, I'm ready. You are about to attach it to the mouthpiece of the telephone. When the phone rings. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Hello, you say? Hello, says a soft woman's voice. I think I did that backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, you say? Hello, says a soft woman's voice with a slight French accent. How do we know she's soft? <laughs> Sorry. It's a good question. <laughs> My name is Danielle Picot. <laughs> I represent certain mutual interests. That is, if you are interested in finding a certain individual whose name I won't mention on the phone. How did you get my name, you ask? We have our inside sources, she interrupts, laughing. Ha ha. <laughs> Even inside your government's SSA. And what government are you working for, you ask? This thing is bigger than any government, she says, a note of indignation entering her voice. If you want to exchange information, I'm at the Café Le Dome on Avenue de la Boudonnaise. Mm -hmm. 
Sure. Okay. <laughs> I'm wearing a black turtleneck with a string of pearls. My hair is blonde. You can't miss me. Oh, blonde Frenchie. We got our we got our Bond girl. Yep. But I don't have any info. You begin. A click tells you that she has hung up. If you decide to meet Danielle, turn to page 19. If you decide to contact your source in Paris instead, turn to page 118. Did she give us a timeline? I missed that part. She said, if you want to exchange information, I am at the Café Le Dome. Last time we met a strange person. Yeah, and that's when we met a Bond girl to end well. Yeah. So we're meeting the Bond girl then? Bond girl. Something about Danielle's call intrigues you. Taking your attaché case, you head for the Café de Le Dome. You have no trouble spotting Danielle. You walk over to her table on the sidewalk. I'm so glad that you came, Danielle says. It's very important that I find this Demetrius. Welcome to the club, you say. But I know almost nothing about him myself, except that he has everyone in a tizzy. May we, she says. I believe you. But, Danielle's eyes shift to a black citrion, slowly cruising by on the boulevard. She gives a start, and her pale gray eyes open wide. It was a mistake meeting you here in the open, she says. There are people who would like to eliminate both of us. You see that the Citrion has stopped a little way down the block, and a giant of a man is getting out of the back. Suddenly, Danielle gestures for you to follow, and runs into the cafe. The owner of this cafe is a friend of mine, she explains. We can either go out through the kitchen door into the back alley, or we can hide in the wine cellar. If you decide to flee into the alley, turn to page four. If you decide to hide in the wine cellar, turn to page 72. I don't know. Movies tell us to go in the alley. Yeah, I so. mean, yeah, I mean, running upstairs or running downstairs where there's no actual exit generally seems like a bad idea. I think I'm going to side with you on the alleyway, even though there's no wine. There's in the no alleyway. wine in the I don't know that there's no wine. Well, in the we alley. are in Paris. There might be wine in the alley. There's probably a wino back there. You <laughs> probably, steal his wine. In, in Paris, where wine runs through the gutters. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's wine in the gutters. <laughs> you follow Danielle through the kitchen to the alley door. You open it a crack and peer out. The alley is a dark, narrow passageway, like all alley, leading to a street. It is piled high with garbage cans and empty crates. It's piled high with garbage cans and empty crates? I'm not sure that's how that works. Garbage can crate, garbage can crate. <laughs> it looks quiet. Let's go, you whisper. With Danielle following, you move cautiously toward the tall rectangle of streetlight at the end. You are careful to stay hidden behind the packing crates as you inch forward. Suddenly, the light is blocked by the hulking silhouette of a man, the man you saw get out of the car. Get as far back in the alley as you can, you whisper to Danielle. You are not sure if the man sees you. Probably not, you think. Carefully, you put down your attache case and grab hold of a nearby trash can. It takes all of your strength to lift it. We're not very strong. No. Just as the man sees you, you heave the garbage can at him. He casually bats the can aside with a gigantic fist. Oversized paw of metal that flashes in the street. Oh no! Oh, this villain. is not Demetrius. No. Then he quickly moves into the alley, trapping you against the brick wall behind you. You wonder how good his balance is as you roll another garbage can at his feet. The man stumbles forward, but his steel fist is coming directly toward your head. This is fucking Donkey Kong in turn, reverse. <laughs> turn to page 55. <laughs> We're fucking throwing barrels at, at Donkey Kong, and he's beating them away. You dive to one side as the man's metal fist whistles by your head and into the brick wall behind you. 
The fist goes right through the wall. Oh, no. You grab another garbage can and throw it at his back. His arm goes into the wall up to his shoulder. Then the man wheels around, tearing out part of the wall and bringing down a shower of bricks on his head. He brushes them aside like confetti. You crawl around on the ground and find your attaché case. Oh, thank God. Hopefully there's a gun in there. Quickly, you turn the combination lock to the number six and press down on a concealed button. A burst of green gas shoots out of the end of the attaché case and envelops Big Fist's head just as he starts towards you again. The green gas is an anesthetic developed by the SSA that is strong enough to stop an elephant. You hold your breath for the 60 seconds that the gas is active. Big Fist just stands there. For a moment, you are afraid that the gas won't work. Then he topples over and crashes into a large pile of empty boxes. Big Fist will be out for an hour. You stumble back to where Danielle is crouching in the shadows. Quick, you exclaim. We only have an hour. Let's get out of here. Fingers crossed an hour. With Danielle in tow, you go back down the street and hail a cab. You and Danielle climb inside. You are beginning to wonder just how Danielle is connected to the search for Demetrius. Now, I should really get back to the hotel, you say. Between that fight with Big Fist and Jet Lag, I'm ready for some sleep. The two most famous Bond villains. <laughs> Big yeah. Fist and Jet, jet Lag? lag. <laughs> oh no, exclaims Danielle. It's vital that I talk to you. Just give me another half hour. I know an underground nightclub in the Latin Quarter. <laughs> or we can go have sex and you can talk to me then and then we can sleep. And it'd be quieter than a nightclub. <laughs> we can talk there without being disturbed, except by all of the sound in a nightclub. <laughs> it's a nightclub. If you decide to go to the Latin Quarter with Danielle, turn to page 22. If you decide to go back to the hotel, turn to page 115. Oh, let's just go to the Latin Quarter. She's not going with us to the hotel. Cause... Doesn't say that. All right, I guess Latin Quarter then. The cab stops on a narrow street in the Latin Quarter. You don't see anything remotely resembling the entrance to a club, but Dan Danielle leads you into a dark doorway and then down a long corridor lit by a single yellow bulb. At the end of the hallway, you reach a stairway leading down. Then you hear the murmuring sounds of the nightclub, laughing, talking, and accordion music. <laughs> <laughs> accordion, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> At the bottom of the stairs, you push aside a beaded curtain. You are in a candlelit, smoky room with a vaulted ceiling. Crowded tables are spaced along the wall. In the center, sitting on a stool, is the accordion player. Danielle directs you to a corner table. Now tell me where Demetrius is, Danielle says. In the light of the candle on the table, her face has taken on a sinister look. But that's what I flew to Paris to try and find out, you protest. I don't believe you, Danielle says. Oh. There's a small revolver in her hand, pointed directly at you. You are not sure what is going on, but you can feel the edge of your attaché case against your foot. If you can divert her attention for a second, you can push the table over on her and get to your attaché case. If you decide to try to stop Danielle, turn to page 63. If you decide to wait and see what she is going to do, turn to page 10. No, let's go to that attaché case. Obviously, I mean, that's that's the uh, you know secret weapon in our arsenal of spy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> She's a bad Bond girl. Not a good yeah, Bond girl. No, but normally you get a little action before well, before we they turn. We didn't go to our hotels. So. That That's was our right. own fault. You got a little you got you got big fisted. No, we did. So That's true. You got a little action there. You look over your shoulder and fake a surprised look. You don't think I'm going to fall for that old trick, do you? Danielle says. 
Yes. But fall for it or not, it does make her hesitate for a vital split second. You lift up the table and shove it toward her. Danielle's gun fires, but the bullet is deflected by the hard slate tabletop. At the same time, you make a dive for the attache case at your feet. In a second, you have your stun pistol in your hand and are firing at Danielle, who is now trying to pull herself out from under the table. The blast from your gun knocks her out. You spring to your feet and make a run for the door. You never make it. The accordion player's instrument hides a gun. He stops playing and starts firing. The end. That's why That's why she took us here, so she could ah. have her backup. Her crew. Well, <sighs> that was the deadly shadow. It, yes. yes, it was. <laughs> kind of lived was. up. We saw Demetrius all at once. This, uh, this one I like because you died in every single ending. Yeah. Man, I would have been frustrated as hell as a child to read yeah. that one. I don't know. I actually, I, I think I kind of like this book. It's proper stupid. And I had a lot of fun with it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I actually liked it too. And I could see myself having liked it back then. I don't remember ever reading this one. But, yeah, me uh, neither. But I mean, the whole Bond parallels and stuff like that. I mean, it's it's definitely right up my uh, lane as far as interest goes. So. Yeah. Okay. I'd, I'd probably recommend it, though, too. For yeah, sure. there is a lot of options. Well, uh, I guess that's three... Rec- uh, is it three OKs, or is it three yeah. check marks? Check marks. Check marks. Right, three check marks. Yeah, I'm giving it a check mark. Yep. I can't... Uh, Chickity chick check. I could have kept my mouth shut, and we could have been done with this joke. I know, I know. <laughs> I totally spaced it. Yeah. You brought it up. Uh, well, if you want to check out more Choose Your Own Adventure books, then go to CYOA.com. If you want to check out more of our stuff, you can find us at IncrediblyDaring.com. We are on Spotify now, so look for us on Spotify. And uh, we are in the process of considering whether or not we want to do a Patreon. If you think that you would be interested in supporting that, leave us a comment on YouTube or just put it somewhere on the internet and we'll find it somehow. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm Jeremy. I'm Jason. I'm Connie. Bye.